All right. Can you guys hear me okay? I'm hoping, I'm trying to get a better camera on for you because it's early here, but here I am. Good morning, thanks for coming. I'm Kelly, for anybody who hasn't met me. And if you want coaching, uh, raise your hand and I'll pull you on. And if you have any questions, you can type them in the chat box. And we have a special guest, Jessica today. And I'm gonna pull her on the admin, promote to panelists for Jessica. So we have two amazing LCS coaches today. I'm very excited about. Okay, let's change some names. Renaming you. Hey, Jess. Hey, Kelly. I'm walking, so I'm gonna miss. Let's see, I need to change my audio because I'm hearing nobody. So let me go to settings. Audio, test speaker, test mic. Jess, are you saying something? Try that. Can you guys hear me now? Yes, can you hear me? Jessica's muted. Okay, I'm, I'm going to bring on fresh air as a panelist. Let's see if somebody's, you can hear me. Oh, that's very cool. I can't hear anybody else. Fresh air, talk to me, tell me I have audio. Okay, can you hear me? Ah, I can hear. Okay, good. Thank you. I'm like, it's gotta be me. <laughs> I can hear you and Jess, so. Okay, perfect. Awesome. Yeah. Good morning. Good morning, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. What's going on? Um, all right, so the issue that I'm dealing with at the moment um, has to do, I you know, I already think it has to do with fighting with reality, but it's still causing me emotional distress. So I'm going to work through it. So I hurt my back, like, you know, I'm getting older and I also have an underlying like muscle issue. So I'm no stranger to like musculoskeletal injuries, but, um, this one's been bad and it's been going on for about six weeks and I haven't been able to move really well. Like I've still been able to function and do what I have to do. But, um, so it starts to get depressing that you're, can't do what you used to do and that, you know, things are changing. <laughs> yeah, totally. What are your, what are your thoughts? Do you have a thought that kind of keeps recycling? Yeah, I think, I think one of the main ones is that it, like, it's exhausting to try to gosh yeah so this is some this is a repeating theme for me is that trying to find the time to do everything you need to do is to take care of yourself and still balance everything else that's one thing and especially as I get older and I have other health issues too it just feels like it's a full-time job to take care of myself mm -hmm. so then it makes me feel uh, it makes it feel like it's unfair. Like, why is it so much harder for me than everybody else? Yep, yep. Which is that fighting with reality part. <laughs> yeah, and, and in a way, making giving yourself more work to do, right? Because now you yes. have to solve for all the questions you're asking yourself, which adds <laughs> like the at least emotional exhaustion of it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so the T is it's exhausting. And how does it's exhausting make you feel? depressed <laughs> or in and like, never that never feels good <laughs> yeah and then when you're depressed what happens what are you doing or not doing um I usually mope more you know and and, and I do tend to lose say, sight of what I can do and focus more on what I can't do mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and kind of like 
put your energy on what you can't do instead of right instead of what I can do yeah Yeah. and then um what are the results of moping more and focusing on what you can't do what does that kind of bring you in life um well then I tend to um uh, what's the word like exclude myself more or like shut myself off more. Cause I'm just, you know, in my own head and like thinking about my own problems. <laughs> instead of yeah. Engaging. Yeah. So kind of more, more focused inward, but in a, in a way you don't want to be focused inward. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the, the, the circumstance, the hurt back is, is what it is at this point in your life whether you know, mm-hmm. you're doing stuff to make it feel better or you're not, you have a hurt back compared to how your back was before it was hurt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, uh, the optional stuff is the additional like load on that back that you're carrying of like, it should be different. You know, it's other people don't have this back problem. Like all that other stuff is the optional stuff to kind of like suss out of there of like, what, what do I actually have to carry with this? And what do I not have to carry with this? Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's where like thought downloads can get really, really good. Cause you can just like, Oh, I was carrying all this stuff. Right. And you know, is it true? Is it not true? If it's true, is it useful? Right. Cause there might be some use or true things that still aren't useful for you to, to have to carry around. To dwell on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and certainly I think, you know, thoughts are, I was listening to Eckhart Tolle yesterday and he was talking about how thoughts are energy mm-hmm. and how we can like, we'll, we'll use a thought to like keep our energy there instead of like focusing our energy on somewhere else. And I just think that, you know, the thought, the thought it's exhausting, you know, and how that d- doesn't serve any of us. Right. It, it, you know, it's probably coming from a good place. Like we're probably trying to like care for ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um or make ourselves feel better, but like the energy of it's exhausting kind of just keeps, yeah. it, keeps all of your energy on other stuff. Like, what can I do or what should I do today or for my back or. Yes. I do get carried away with um, like, Oh, I'm never going to be better. And then it's just going to happen again. And, you know, instead of like, yeah. How's, how's your work on like, I mean, right now I think, wow, you're totally aware of your thoughts you know, that this is the whole mm-hmm. point of like, just seeing them before you can be like, Hey, do I want to be more intentional about this? How are you as far as like b- the awareness in the moment with this now? Yeah, I, I'm much better now at realizing when I'm ruminating. And um, uh, so I, I do think the awareness is better. Yeah. But it, then I have to I'll, I'll post the, uh, the Eckhart Tolle podcast in the in the Facebook group because he ta- he talks about like the pain body he calls it the pain body and it's like mm-hmm. where when we sit in these thoughts of mm-hmm. like about the past and about the future right because it's really like it's not like how it used to be and I'm not going to be it's going to happen again like we're spending all this time not in the present moment yes yeah and he calls that the pain body instead of like the present moment is I can do this now the present moment is I'm here and nothing's horribly wrong you know and yeah. And I do have trouble staying there. And, and uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a nice, cause you know, I, I kind of get like, I think like all surgeons, I get to the like, but when is it going to be like perfect where I don't have to remember to like be aware and be in the present moment. And he's like, right. no, no, that's like, that's literally the human progress is like, that's where, that's how we end our suffering. It's like always comes back to it. Yeah. And every day you have to actually do it. Yeah. And it's always like for like the gurus to remind us, like there is no past and there is no future. <laughs> we think they're so real, right? Like they're so real, but they're literally not like all that is present is now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Darn it. yeah. It's really, I think, hard to tell our type of personalities that you shouldn't, not shouldn't, but that um, the most important time is now. We're always looking forward. Always, always. Doctors are always looking for it. And and he brings it up. He's like, it doesn't mean you shouldn't like plan and save, like, you know, and he's like, but it doesn't exist right now. Mm -hmm. So you're like, oh, thanks, Eckhart. Yeah, Um, you could hurt your back and it could look totally different. (laughs) 
yeah, totally. Um, so, so in the present moment right now, tell me about your back. Like what's going on right now? Um, so yeah, I heard it like six weeks ago and it was one of those things where I didn't even know what I did. So it just makes you feel old, <laughs> like that your body can't handle stuff. Yeah. And, um, I've definitely heard it before, but it usually goes away in a couple of days, but, um, and it's mostly just been pain, but the pain, you know, uh, like I can't, I can barely sit and I've been able to adapt. Like I bought a special cushion for my car seat and stuff so that I can, you know, drive and, and whatever. And so, and I was doing really well. And then yesterday I just moved a certain way and it like, I'm not quite back to square one, but I guess that's why it's bothering me today because yeah. So yeah. So it's, it's limiting. My life looks different with this back pain. And then, so that bothers me. And then, you know, pain is not fun, you know? (laughs) Yeah. Um, do you you think the, is the pain, does it telling you anything at this point or is it just being super annoying? I, I think it's more being annoying. Um, I mean, I I think, yeah, like sometimes true, your body gives you signals. Like my migraines are definitely that my migraines are, I'm not getting enough sleep. I'm not hydrating. I need to like, you know, take better care of myself. Um, sometimes these pains like my hip and lower back, I have had issues for a long time. Cause like I said, I have an underlying, actually have an underlying muscular dystrophy. So, um, I know I do need to like take extra care and be careful, but at the same time, uh, I don't know. It's hard to think that my body just doesn't work. Like it should quote should. Yeah. <laughs> there you go again. Yeah. Well, I think especially for a lot of surgeons, it's a lot easier for us to do our jobs. If we think that we aren't, we aren't the same vulnerability of the people we take care of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that, and like to push that out of our mind, right. Of like, yeah, but I'm different. Cause I went to medical school. So this is going to like, just keep working for me or something. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Well, I think it's, I think it brings up a lot of stuff to have to be like, Oh, what is different about being at this age than when, when literally 20 year olds never have to think about this stuff. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. And, and does self-care look different now than it looked when we were 23 years old and could work three 24 hour shifts in a row at the hospital. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, you know, more like in just kind of bringing up the curiosity of it in, in right. instead, of, instead of like, it shouldn't be this way, blah, blah. Like, Oh, how is this different? What, is there anything I can learn more kind of in a self-love way than, than anything else and just see if anything, you know, comes out of it. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. So just from a thought place, approaching it from that place of, uh, curiosity. Yeah. Um, but I hear everybody wants pain just to go away. I totally like totally get it. It's just sometimes knowing like, are we able to do that right now? Or what else can we do with this pain in in the moment? Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Jess, do you have any thoughts about Yes, I do. Let me sit down. I'm walking outside. And if I keep going, I'll be heavy breathing on you. Might be (laughs) exciting. All right. That was beautiful. And I'm so happy to have this topic brought up because it's really important. We're all in evolution. Our bodies are changing all the time. They're not the same now as they were five minutes ago. That's just like on a cellular level, things are constantly changing. So a lot of times as we get older, we don't feel as good. And then we may have other underlying comorbidities we can put up in the sea line, but still it all boils down to a couple things, which you've already kind of talked about, but I'll just add my little McMichael flair to it. Um, I really, really believe our bodies are, um, constantly trying to communicate with us and 
I understand that it seems annoying um, now because that's natural and totally human to be annoyed by this pain. But being annoyed by it is going to make the pain worse. You will experience and perceive the pain in a more um, magnified way when you're annoyed by it and trying to resist it or trying to make it go away or trying to escape it by doing all of the things. Um, I, I'm an orthopedic surgeon, so this is like totally in my wheelhouse clinically. I'm not your doctor, but I'm just saying I have these conversations with people on the regular. <clears throat> but secondly, um, the body, it's like a flare gun. It's trying to tell you something, but it won't, you won't be able to see the message in, you know, from that feeling of annoyed, you'll only be able to probably understand what it's trying to tell you unless you soften to it um, and ask it what it's trying to tell you, like in a loving way, which is what Kelly was talking about with curiosity and the self-compassion part. And I feel like this sounds super cheesy, but like asking it what it's trying to tell you, like actually having a conversation with your body, it just shifts the flavor of the communication in your brain and can just help kind of unlock against that annoyance. Um, the other thing that I wanted to mention was, oh my gosh, it was, hang on just a second. It's your back, it's my brain, I'm stroking out. Um, there was one other thing. Oh, 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 yes. If I'm not mistaken, this particular beautiful, fantastic woman surgeon has had trouble resting in the past. Yes, that's true. <laughs> <clears throat> and I would just like to add, we don't know how to rest. We don't know what the definition of rest is. We, um, we need rest as human beings. And as surgeons, we are um, conditioned to think that resting is weak. And I'd just like to offer that maybe there's a connection there. You're, you were seeking rest or a way to find a pathway into rest a year ago. And now your body is screaming at you. So I just wonder if that's connected. I'm, I'm curious about that myself. And I just wonder if maybe you could be curious about that too. Yeah. That's all I have. Thanks. That's helpful. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think I've gotten better at resting. Um, I will admit sometimes I struggle with feeling like I need to rest all the time. <laughs> and at some point I like to also do stuff, <laughs> but that's always hard. But, but why? Like, so this is where I get real kind of like snarky with myself because I do it too. And I've yeah. kind of come, I'm just going to use an example for myself because this doesn't work for everybody. You know, we all do these, we all are building our own relationships with ourselves in our own ways. And you have to use the language that works for you and you have your own goals and your own agenda for that. But for me, um, I'm like totally into rest and mm -hmm. um, like really resting. And so I've kind of got my head in this idea that we have seasons, just like okay. the seasons of weather. And there are some seasons when my body is functioning at a certain level and I'm able to do certain things. And, um, you know, it's, it's, you know, those times when I'm able to do these cases and see tons of patients and blah, 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 blah. Then there are other seasons where I rest and the season might be five minutes or it might be five weeks, but when I'm in it, I just let myself be in it and stop trying to not be in it because it doesn't mean that one time is optimal and one time isn't, they're both optimal. And that took a shitload of work to figure that out, that it's like, we think that that resting time isn't optimal because we don't accomplish all these other things. Well, let me tell you right now, that, ooh, my mothership is coming to get me. Um, so like right now, my house looks like a bomb went off in it and it's looked like that for weeks because I don't have the bandwidth to deal with it. And so I just don't, right. but I know that the season is temporary. So that's just a little trick I'm doing for myself. I don't know if that will help any of our people, but um, you know, it's all, it's all the work. <laughs> yeah, I like that. And the piece of like not adding the extra should 
the should on top of the rest, right? Like, well, it should be different. I should be done resting. I should, cause it just adds, it's just, I think more of an energy suck for the mind of like no mind, like today is this instead of kind of always, always fighting against it. Cause, cause that, that thought, that training thought of ours is strong. Yeah. It's a hard one. Cause I do think I rest more, but I'm not sure the quality of the rest all the time. Cause you know, even if I'm doing it, I think I'm still trying to multitask sometimes. <laughs> you're like, I rest all the time, but I'm doing a bunch of stuff the whole time I'm resting. I should rest. Like, I'm saying, I should rest I'm, more. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, cause I lay on the couch, but then I'm reading to my daughter or she's crawling all over me or, you know, and maybe I should just go take a nap for 20 minutes by myself instead of, you know. Yeah. 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 I think, you know, it's, it's all, it's all just part of like exploring what, what rest is and what makes your body feel better. And, you know, are you truly resting when you think you're resting <laughs> and, and kind of all, all those pieces. Yeah. And that's very hard messaging to, cause there's so many things that go into it. Part of it was just example. I mean, my mother was a total busy body and then you have our surgical training where like you're supposed to be superhuman and rest is like, what rest? You don't need rest. And then just the, I think there's a lot of society messaging too about doing as much as possible. And so, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Keep, keep yeah, working on pathways. Also, I just want to emphasize too, like, I don't know if rest is what will help your back. Like that's, that's not what I'm trying to suggest. I'm just trying to suggest there, there's maybe something some kind of a deeper relationship you could have with your body based on the information it's trying to give you right now. Yeah, that's fair. I can't say that I stop and really go inward. I often just kind of rail against it and think it's unfair. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, what Jess is saying about, you know, fighting against the pain, there's, there's more and more and more stuff coming out against like resistance to the pain how it, and how it amplifies it, like, you know, neuroscience, not woo sort of stuff. Right. Like, yeah. Um, and I think the Western medical, especially surgeons, like we're not trained to even think that way, you know? Right. So to, when it comes to our self-care to be like, really, I'm supposed to like not fight this of like, again, that's where the curiosity comes in. Cause it's so, it's so against a Western medicine view of pain of like, fight it, get rid of it, move on instead of like, be curious, allow it. What's it trying to say? A whole different way of thinking about pain. Yeah, completely. But we see how well treating uh, the Western medicine way of treating pain is working for our society with uh, a new (laughs) groundbreaking 100,000 fentanyl deaths this year. So like, to me, I'm like the conversation of pain, like it's a, it's a, it's a big one too, you know, on a society level, how do we tell people to deal with pain? And is it, is, is what we're doing working? Right. Uh, beautiful. Well, I'm going to put you back to see if anybody else wants to be coached. Thank you so much for joining us. Okay. Thanks, guys. Thanks. All right. Good morning, Fem. I love that you already changed your name. Are you able to unmute yourself? Good morning. connecting to audio. Let's see. I'm going to change you back to attendee and bring on, yep, I'll go to the next uh, lady and then we'll bring you back on. So let's rename you. 
going to promote you to panelist. All right, I renamed you Fall Breeze, Breeze of the Fall. I do not pre-plan these names. Breeze of the fall, where did you go? All right, well, I'm not sure what happened to her. She dropped off too. So Femme, oh, Femme thinks she's back up. Okay, great. There we go. Okay, does it work now? Success. Okay, I had to put plug in my power mic. <laughs> I guess my uh, my cam wasn't working, but um, so here's here's what I I've been thinking about. Um, I take um, you know, my fair share of call, and what has happened is um our group has gotten into this situation where we end up covering for other groups basically all the time. Like um, we are the people that put the central lines in in the ICU at night, even though there's ICU doctors during the day. Um, we put in um, the chest tubes when um, the interventional radiologist, uh, who work during the day, um, do a tap or orders, maybe put in a porta cath that, that we did not put in as general surgeons. Um, and they drop along. So then it's, it's our responsibility. So I, I guess where I'm at is that it's a, um, that call has become very, very busy, um, especially with the hospital being full all the time. And we know all know that the acuity of patients are very sick. So there's a lot going on and it just is a bummer when we're expected to work all day, do our elective cases, see patients then, you know, in the office and, and be very busy and then take call, which basically we're working all night. And then the next morning, just keep working. Um, and I've asked if we could at least get some payment for that. And that's been declined. Um, so I, I don't, and, and the answer has been brought to me. Well, maybe you could take less call, but I don't think that's a great idea. And that's going to cause resentment of the other surgeons who are taking their share and plus I need coverage for my patients. So that's kind of the whole thought download. <laughs> um, um, who, who's just, I just, I want to get the story a little bit more. Who's the, who's the leadership? Who's who like, well, there's hospital leadership and there's um, clinic leadership and I've talked to both of them and they both uh, they both have seemed enthusiastic about, you know, making some payment at least, because if I feel like if there is some payment, then maybe we could adapt our practices. Like these days that we're on call, we just, we don't worry about loading up and in, in the OR. Um, but so, then they came back and said, well, other groups take a lot of call also, but I, I feel like their call is a little different. Um, they're not covering these like other, other teams. Um, okay. So the, I, I just want to understand the scenario. You have a group, these other specialties work in the day, but you take all of their work at night and you're, yes. and you're uncompensated for that call. Right. Yes. That is the, that is a truth there. Okay. Um, and who, and where are you as far as like being able to say, to like steer the boat? Like, are you the the head of this group? I'm just trying to kind of no, understand I'm, where, I'm, your power, where your power scenario. Um, I, 
I don't have, I mean, I'm not ahead of this and, and I've been in the, for a long time, many years now, but it's just as my practice has gotten super, super busy. Um, it's just like where I'm trying to find time just in my regular practice. So where do I stick this operation to get it done for this patient? And I, um, I don't like, it's just become a lot. And, um, I, I, so yes. So I don't have any power and and that's probably part of it too, is like, I feel like I'm such a squeaky wheel. A lot of times, like, um, we need new equipment in the OR. Well, I have to gripe and gripe and gripe. And then finally we get something new. And then it's not even, I don't even feel like happy that we got this something new because I was like, I had to like gripe so much and put so much energy into this that it's just so frustrating. Yeah. I mean, what I'm hearing is, you know, there's this big organization and because nobody is being the leader on figuring out how to make this work. I'm not saying you should, I'm just trying to, right. that. yeah, the, the weight and the burden is falling on you, possibly your partners as it is. Yes. Yeah. Okay. These people yes. don't work at night. Here you go. These people don't want to do their cases. Here you go. Right. And now we have you as this person to be like, we can only control you right? You can control you. Yes. But kind of understanding, you know, the situation of of what is yours, what is within your ability to control of how you want to act. Yes. Um, Yes. Am am I understanding that? Yes. That's totally, I want to deal with how I control me Mm -hmm. Um, because sometimes like this stuff gets upsetting and then, then I don't react how I would like to, I get upset about it and you know, people tell me it's not their responsibility. I'm like, how did it become my responsibility? Right. <laughs> well, it's your responsibility because no, it's nobody else's responsibility. Right. And you right. feel like you still are holding this, you know, I think I can put a couple more balls in this bag. Right. Exactly. Right. Um, what do you, have you had conversations with your partners? Like where, where are they in, in like, yeah, this is getting too much for us or, no, it's just you against, where are you with? Yes, that's a good question too. So um, some of the partners are within a few years of retiring. And so it's always been this way. And so they, and actually some of these decisions have been made because they volunteered the group to put the central lines in at night and, and, and back up the interventional radiologist. So they've made those decisions and they're um, plus they're, you know, in their retirement. So they're ready to, okay. Then there's a few others that are, uh, you know, middle career surgeons, and they also feel that these things are not our responsibility, but maybe they are more not as vocal and maybe not as excitable about it. Okay. So there's some people whose skin in the game is kind of dwindling because they're good. Yes. Yeah. Um, And then there's some other people who think like, oh, let's just take it. Well, yeah. And they, yes. But then, and there's some that are definitely feel the same way, but are not as vocal. Okay. Okay. Uh, That's good to know. Right. Like, it's good to know, like, if it's a group a group feeling versus like everybody else thinks this is the best job in the entire world. And it's right. Um, yeah. I mean, I think, it, I think again, it comes down to what you looking at as such a huge system. Yes. How many bricks can you bear to carry? Right. Right. Before you say, listen, this is not working for me anymore. Right. Cause I, I think, feel like I'm getting there. Like, I'm yeah. like, Ooh, what I'm afraid one of these days, I'm just going to be like, Oh, you told me you were going to give me a second room and I didn't have a second room. I'm <laughs> now I'm operating till midnight and I'm on call tomorrow. I can't do this. Yeah. And I think that's when you, you know, you see the surgeons who are just like, fuck it. I'm out. Mic drop. Yep. Right. <laughs> and, and people are like, I didn't see that coming, but you're like, yo, if you look, you can see it coming. Right. Like it's just, 
one person holding the bricks in an organization that nobody else wanted to carry any bricks. Right. And, you know, just to have the awareness of like, I do have the power of holding bricks and asking for help. And if it doesn't go the way I want, I don't actually want to be carrying all these bricks in my life. Right. Is this job telling me something? Yes. Yes. Because I think sometimes we are like, how can I change the whole system? And I think a lot of people do that. They're like, how can I change the whole system versus like, I mean, maybe we can't change this particular right. system, but I can realize how many bricks I can hold and have and work on boundaries for that. Yeah. Yeah. Jess, what's your perspective on this one? Well, my perspective is, is that I'm in the pool with this client because I've recently kind of gone through something similar. Um, but <clears throat> having kind of navigated a little bit, I'll just offer some things that were kind of useful. Let me sit back down, heavy breathing and all. Um, so I just think it's like really interesting. If you imagine this is kind of playing out, say, on Grey's Anatomy, that's my favorite way to think about things. Huh, that's a good idea. It's because then you can like imagine these characters and you're watching them in this drama. And if you had a hundred surgeons watch it, there's going to be a hundred different opinions about what's actually going on. But the interesting thing is, is that it's like, you may see yourself in this drama as the squeaky wheel or as um, like I you didn't use this word, but like a complainer or, mm -hmm. you know, the one who's having to do all the things or whatever. And that's totally fine. That's like normal, right? That's usually how we see ourselves. But <clears throat> like another person might watch the drama play out and be like, she's the only one that's advocating for anything. Like she's legit the one who's going to be the one who drives the ship because she's the only one who has the stones to say anything. So I just want to offer that there's always another perspective about the same story. Um, when I was going through this, the thing that helped the most, which I talked about, I think on my last group coaching call is figuring out your ideal practice description, like to the very most granular degree, because what I ended up figuring out was, is that I actually didn't want to leave my group. Um, and the only way I knew that was by really understanding all the things that I really, truly wanted, all the things that are kind of like meh, and then all the things that were deal breakers. And only until I had a really clear picture for that was I able to speak and communicate with my partners in a way that was going to be meaningful. And sure enough, man, the ship is turning. It's turning slowly. But like my, just as an example, um, I'm a squeaky wheel too, but I like it. I like that about myself. Um, my partner, who's a little further along than me, he's like the workhorse who would just work, 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 never complain about it and just keep going. He's the guy who's going to drop dead because he, he probably wants things to change, but won't say anything about it or, um, or doesn't want things to change and just wants to keep grinding it out, whatever. But sure enough, like, he's like, I think I'm going to start doing what McMichael does. Like he actually said that the other day. And because he's just had enough, but the only way that ever would have been possible for him was unless I was making something possible for myself. So being that squeaky wheel, even though you don't see it might really have the uh, ability to help your partners. Um, what else was I going to say about that? Oh, and then the other thing that was really useful was like, I was like, you guys, if some of this stuff doesn't change, I'm Audi 5,000. And I'm like, that's that. I told the office manager to start working up a plan for me to leave. And it was really clear. And I just didn't care what anybody thought anymore. That was like the key thing for me was just like, I don't care. I care about myself more than I care about what they think of me. Um, and it's just been, you know, it's not like magical overnight change, but it's, it's a slow. It's like, a, it's like the ship is just kind of changing course one degree at a time. Um, so have, so knowing what you want, knowing if that's already there can be super clarifying for you. Cause if it isn't, then you can be like, Oh, well shit. I don't want to be. 
okay, that's that. <laughs> Thank you. That's that's lovely. Thoughts, Fem? Yeah, um, definitely. I I know I've always been the squeaky wheel and everything, and <laughs> but it also is what drives change, and maybe that's something I need to appreciate that I I, I do do that, and I. And it doesn't just help me. Like I, and I, I forget in one of our coaching sessions, uh, somebody brought that up and they said that when, um, women look at the whole group to try to make the things in the group better, but a lot of times men just look for what they can do to make themselves better. And so I try to keep my focus on that, that, Hey, that's really a benefit of, you know, I'm, I'm the only chick, only female surgeon. So yeah. And I mean, I, I think about, you know, the, uh, your other partners and how Jess said that of like, they might be like, oh, sh she's taking care of us or she's, she'll get that equipment or, she, you know, like they're people benefit by what you do. It doesn't mean you should do it if you don't want to, it doesn't mean you should carry the bricks. Like the interventional radiologist, they're benefiting because you put the central lines in at night. Right. Like people are benefiting because you're there. Which, which is a beautiful, you know, purpose in life when it is and when it isn't and you're left carrying all the bricks and, you know, not having these people be equal advocates. So yes. yes. Just, kind of, just kind of looking at like, well, what part of it brings you joy? Like, hey, look what I did because of this versus like, I can't, I can't take this anymore. It's time to, like Jess said, OD 5,000. Yes. I, I'm, I'm not by any, I'm, I'm definitely not telling you to leave, but it's kind of, I think, you know, realizing when you get to a point before it causes damage to your health and sanity. Yeah. And I, I think the administration does it's at some extent and they are limited what they can change to, but at when they hear that a high producer is making, is really getting to the end of the rope, then they've got to learn. And if, if they don't listen at that point, then that does tell you something else that it is that time. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, the, the on you guys, you go. Oh, I just, I mean, that, that ideal practice description is such a powerful exercise because it helps reduce the drama around it. It helps you to see the, the data right in front of you. What is, what do I want? What do I need? What do I desire? What can I tolerate? And what is an absolute no? And until you can see those things clearly, it's just always like a jumbled mess of drama. And like, how do you, how do you know how to advocate effectively unless you know clearly what that picture really looks like? Um, and I agree with Kelly, like nobody wants to advocate for you to like leave your job, but, or carry all the bricks or, or don't carry the bricks or whatever. All that you need to figure out is what works for you and what doesn't. And then understand that you have the freedom to not um, you have the freedom to choose is what I'm trying to say. It's like, you have the freedom to choose. Yes. Yeah. I love that because it, I mean, it gives you all your power too. Like that's where all your power is. You know what you want, you know, what's a hard no. And you don't want to explain it to anybody because it's your truth. And it, and I think the power behind that for advocating for yourself is so much more powerful than being like, is that okay with you? Is that okay? Maybe I don't want that. You know, like it just gives you such a groundedness. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, the, the ideal practice description, preventing physician burnout by Dyke Drummond. It's an old book now. doesn't take a lot to read. He was kind of like the OG of like helping people in burnout, but he, he kind of, if, if you need like a chapter to like bring you through it, it's in that book. Um, you could probably just spitball it too. If you didn't want to spend $10 on Amazon. I posted pictures of all the pages of that chapter on room one uh the private facebook group i actually am holding it because he came and talked to us a few years ago and he uh the the hospital system bought us the book 
And so it sat on my nightstand forever and I've been carrying it around and I just need to do it. <laughs> cool. Then you'll bring it to admin. You'll be like, you gave me this. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's perfect. The funny thing is, is like just with everything in life, when we do this and we really kind of step into what we really want and and choose that and own that. And it's always going to be better for our patients at the same time. You know, like think about the current situation and how that could be possibly detrimental to the patients. It's detrimental to you and the patients. And that's what's like so mind boggling. It's like, well, when you're, you know, we have all this like pain and discomfort of feeling like a squeaky wheel or whatever else. And you're like, fuck, this is not a sustainable situation. I don't know. That was my last little thought. Sorry. Very true. Beautiful. All right. I'll put you back so we can do one more coaching for the morning. All breeze. I'm going to try you again. Paul Breeze, did you want to come on for any coaching? Oh, you accidentally start pushed your hand. Okay, I'll put you back. There we go. Kelly, can I ask you an off-topic question? Yeah. I want to get one of those Nespresso coffee machines, and there's like 25 versions, and I'm just wondering what's what's a good version for a Nespresso virgin? Uh, I'll just take a picture of mine and post it. I'll post it in the group in case anybody else wants one. Cause I can't remember the names off the top of my head. Like, the reason I am asking, it has to do with what your strategy is, your A-line for your clinic days. And I'm looking to do more of that for myself. Yeah. Um, so we'll share that with the group just so they know what the, my strategy is. Um, my strategy is make it, make it fun. Is that my strategy? I'm just trying to remember what. You, yeah, you talk about your your lattes and your shoes and your cute clothes and your. Yeah. yeah. Um, here's another thing. Yeah, we were I, we were talking about mindset on on clinic, um, and I was like, all I have to do in clinic is do clinic, like that's all I have to do, and then it just becomes like, way less onerous, and then I get to like I choose I choose to dress up because to me it's like it's fun for me. Um, so I actually rent really expensive, rent the runaway clothes for clinic days. So I like makes, make it a little bit special, right? Be, I'm a little bit fancy. Um, always have a latte on clinic days. Sometimes it's almond milk. Sometimes it's oat milk. Like you just like, you know, I always say trick yourself into enjoying clinic, but like make it special, make it something unique about clinic day. Yeah. I think that's my strategy. I don't think it's a trick. I think it's a simultaneous reward. Um, it's a, it's a really good strategy when habit building, actually, when you, when you build in a simultaneous reward and it shifts your brain's kind of perspective on the task. Yeah. I think so of course, if we, if we enjoy a task, it's easier to repeat. Totally. Um, I think it's mindset. Like I, I didn't like clinic, like look at all these people that, that are complaining about the same thing. Cause I see a very repetitive clinic population, right? Like that was my mindset. And now my mindset is like, let's see who I get to help today. And let's see what surgeries I get to book. Like that's literally a mindset change to me. And so now I'm like, Ooh, today I got to book X, Y, and Z. And that woman has been in pain for six years. And she, we got to meet each other today, like total mindset change. That's so awesome. Mine has been my mindset shift for most of my clinical stuff, whether it's clinic or OR is this doesn't have to be hard. Um, cause like I'm slowly transitioning cause I've been thinking everything's so hard. So now I'm just like, well, it doesn't have to be hard. And that's as far as I've gotten, but I think I'll be able to ladder and, and bridge 
you know, or bridge then ladder up to something else, but just even shifting to this doesn't have to be hard has been really liberating. Yeah. For me, it was, um, all I have to do today is this, this is all I have. This is the only thing that's on the schedule is clinic today versus like, I have to get through clinic. I have to blah, blah, blah. Like kind of fighting with being there instead of like, this is, this is what's happening today was a huge mindset change for me. All right, there's one more attendee who hasn't had the opportunity. Raise your hand if you want a nine minute Jess Kelly love fest. Otherwise we can fill our time with clinic support thoughts. My other big mindset change for clinic was that my nurses are here to help me. They're actually not here to make me run behind. They're not here to make my job difficult. I had a big shift, which really helped my relationship with them when I was like, oh, they actually want to help people and help me. And I, I should treat them as if that is the truth instead of me thinking that they're making my life harder. That was a big mindset shift for me for clinic. And that came before the, the nice dresses. <laughs> That's really fascinating. Um, I'm going to think about that a little bit because isn't it interesting that nobody wants to have a shitty day? Nobody wants to have a shitty day. Like who wants, who wants to have a shitty day? That's so of course people don't want to like be saboteurs or whatnot. Like even if they're doing things, you know, in their own models from unconscious beliefs or whatever, it's not typically intentional, right? They're not like showing up to intentionally have just a crap experience. Yeah. And I think on that, like mindset for surgeons of like, if you just think your day is going to be shit, odds are you're going to, you're going to, it's like that lens, right? Like you're going to find the shit to, to, to fulfill your, your prophecy of it's going to be a shit day. Um, so I, I really think, you know, it, it's the lens you put on in the morning. So I put on a really nice dress. Cause I'm like, I'm going to be a little fancy today. My day's kind of fancy. I think that's really awesome. Um, I love this. I'm going to work on these for myself. Thank you, Kelly. Oh, thank all of you guys. It's really a pleasure to spend time with you guys. I'm, uh, I'm really appreciating how special this is today. All right, my loves. I'll put this up. We'll post it. Have a good weekend.